Welcome back, everyone, to the Momentum Fit Podcast. We are on episode 012, or episode 12. Today we have Mick with us. He's our resident uh, get-out-of-pain guy, uh, PT, DPT, that is physical therapy, um, doctorate of physical therapy. Is that correct? Correct. Excellent. Um, Mick, so if you would, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, Mick Januszko. Um, Quick background, I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, Go Cowboys. And um, basically moved away from there when I was finishing up high school, went to Tampa, got my undergraduate degree from University of Tampa before moving over to St. Augustine, um, got my uh, physical therapy license from University of St. Augustine, met my wife over there, Kaylee. Her family is from the, the Jacksonville area, so we decided to stay close over here. Um, spent about seven years working up over the state line in Georgia. Um, doing outpatient orthopedics and then um, after having some kids and wanting to get closer to family we moved back down closer to St. Augustine and that's when I decided I would want to start pursuing um, an outpatient um, out-of-network physical therapy uh, practice. Okay and so how long have you been here at Momentum Fit? Probably like a little over six months. Okay and you're at other locations right? Correct. I'm mainly here, and then I will also work out of CrossFit 904 in Jacksonville. Um, I have an office over at um, in uh, St. Augustine as well, out of the exchange. Um, so I work with Seth. He's the owner of Magnify Health. Uh, his office is actually set up out of the exchange down in that location, and um, I got pretty much the other two locations is where I am set up out of. Okay, very cool. Um, so... You're on social media. You have a pretty good uh, Instagram account. Do you want to tell people how they can find you? Um, magnify.mic.health. Okay. And are you on Facebook or is it just strictly Instagram? Um, mainly do things on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Um, I think it's Magnify Ponavidra. Um, but most of the stuff we're putting up is through um, Instagram. Okay. Very cool. And do you have like your own like personal kind of wellness philosophy that you go by? Um, pretty much. Um, so, you know, there's not one thing I look at and say, I follow this specifically. However, um, one of my big things I like to follow is, um, it's a quote I heard before. I could not tell you where I found it or heard it, but stronger people are harder to kill. So that is a baseline for everything I do. So if somebody is coming in to see me, I know that getting them stronger is typically going to help them in the long run. So it doesn't matter if you are a high school level athlete trying to get better at your sport, or if you are an 80 year old man trying to be able to get, you know, up and down off the couch or off the toilet. So either way, building strength is going to be a foundation. Uh, From there, I like to implement as far as just general treatment philosophies, I like to implement a lot of progressions and regressions. So um, basically, no matter what, if you are struggling with a movement pattern, there is always a way you can modify it to work the same muscle to hopefully get a similar result and then build yourself back up towards the movement pattern you're trying to get to. So there's regressions and progressions for squats based off of back pain, deadlifts, clean snatches, or if you're coming in post rotator cuff, then we just need to figure out how we can load those rotator cuff muscles um, either not not against gravity, against gravity, and then progressively start to overload them as well. 
Man, I feel like I don't even even have to have like a list of questions for you. You're just kind of like just nailing everything kind of one by one. Are you looking? I, are you looking at my questions? I'm looking over the shoulder on purpose. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're just like ticking them off one by one. So I feel like over the past, and you can uh, have more uh, of an eyes view on this one. Like over the five to ten years, maybe how PT has kind of transitioned to that kind of just you know clinical setting where you're just doing like a lot of band work, a lot of rehab stuff where you're getting into more like the one-on-one where you're actually loading people, um, you know, actually doing like strength and conditioning. Like when did that change become like such a big thing in like the PT world? I would say in the past couple of years, it's definitely catching on and, and I hate to attribute it to this, but you know, social media, when you realize that you are not doing something that is best serving your patients, people will call you out. (laughs) And so I think just having a lot more eyes on the profession and seeing that a lot of what we were doing was not validated by research. A lot of what we were doing was, like you said, lower level exercises that we would sit in the clinic and say, we're strengthening this muscle. But if a patient can go through and do 30 reps and they can still do, they got 20 in reserve and can do 20 more because it's a yellow TheraBand, we're not really hitting the stimulus that we need to hit. So um, I just think just like any profession over time, it's going to progress and, and get a little bit better. Now, there, there are still are places that are falling in line with uh, some of the old philosophies. But I think, like you said, it's becoming more of a common place for people to either go out on their own or try to find a way where they can see somebody one-on-one so they can get those proper loading progressions. And and uh, like I said, do the transition between getting them out of pain and then back to seeing you for strength mm-hmm. and conditioning. Right. And um, I feel like so I used to be at the Brooks Y and not I'm not knocking anyone here, but like the they had obviously a physical therapy clinic within uh, the gym there. And you go in and it's like you have the tables, you have a lot of machines, um, you have a lot of cables, a lot of band work. And I feel like now you go into these like these new PT studios and it's like you see squat racks, you see bumper plates, you see barbells, you see kettlebells, and you see them doing full range of movement, full range of, you know, motion movements and stuff like that. It's not just the, you know, all the prehab stuff. And like you said, like just being more resilient, getting stronger, obviously should help alleviate a lot of that pain. Um, but where do you see it kind of going let's say the next five to 10 years, you see it kind of following that trend. Like you go into a PT studio, it looks just like a gym. Um, is there like new stuff, like some of the stuff that you're doing with like the needling and all that stuff? Is that kind of coming with it as well? Is that kind of growing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to progress a lot in the same direction. And I think a lot of that's, I hate to say it coming out of necessity from insurance uh, companies. So the one of the main reasons I kind of left the outpatient orthopedic clinic I was at, they were, you know, they were great. I was there for seven years. They gave me a lot of autonomy to do my own thing and start a performance center up there and worth a lot of athletes. Um, but with that, they still had kind of their general guidelines of what a PT needed to see to make it beneficial. So with cuts in reimbursement for majority of insurances, PTs are required to see two to three patients an hour if you're going to an outpatient orthopedic clinic. Um, And I think that's why a lot more of the cash pay clinics are popping up just because it's giving us the the option to see people one-on-one for an hour and actually get to the root cause of the problem and get to see them um, for that full hour opposed to just getting maybe 15 minutes and then passing them off to a tech or a PT aide who, you know, not knocking them because they know a lot based off of experience and being in the clinic, but their main thing that they need to have is a, um, is, is a high school education. So as far as you going in and paying for physical therapy, but only getting to see the therapist for 10 or 15 minutes, 
is, is not an ideal situation. So as the reimbursements keep coming, I mean, keep getting cut, I feel like a lot more people are going to be moving into the cash pay realm, which is, I, I believe, going to make it very similar to um, personal training. So it's going to mm-hmm. be closely related to, you know, this is a service where if you want to get better, you come in and you, you know, pay a cash rate and you're going to get that better quality care from being able to see somebody for an hour opposed to kind of going into one of those mill clinics where you're, you know, required to see 20 some patients a day. Right. So, and I feel like, um, Everyone who's physically active, you're working out, you're doing some t- type of activity, eventually bumps and bruises, aches and pains kind of happen. doesn't matter how correctly you're doing things. Um, so how do you convince those people who are kind of like on the fence? They're like, man, I've had this elbow pain. This has been kind of consistent over months, just hoping it's going away on its own, but it hasn't. Like, how do you reach those people that are kind of hesitant to come see a PT and like help alleviate that problem? Honestly, i uh, still struggling with that. That's one of the things is I, you know, I'm not, I try not to be very pushy in getting people in the door. If they are valuing their health and they want to come in, um, I'm all for giving them the reasons why they want to come in. But, you know, if I'm nudging people past that and saying you need to come in, um, they're not going to be as bought in as I would like them to be. So I, I really try to give them the background and information as far as, you know, one one big thing I'll, I'll pass along is, you know, the longer you're in pain and the longer you have an injury, the longer it's going to take for those muscles to adapt and recover and get back to normal. So, um, you know, if you come in and you, you see me pretty you know quickly after an injury, usually it's a couple sessions in and out the door. Mm-hmm. If I have somebody coming in who's had sciatic nerve pain for nine, 12 months trying to fix it on their own, we can't realistically expect them to be better in two or three sessions and it's going to be a longer process. So, um, you know, I try my best to educate, you know, the best way I can without trying to seem pushy or trying to get people to come in the door because ultimately it has to kind of be their decision to, to want to come in and, and, right. and want to seek the help. Right. And so besides like, uh, you know, loading at a proper load and all that stuff, like what are some of the other methods that you like to use with your uh, patients? Um, again, yeah, the loading is pretty important. And, and I, I did my uh, degree a little bit reverse of people. So I got my physical therapy uh, degree and then I went back and got my CSCS after the fact. Um, and that was just because I felt like we did not learn loading progressions very well throughout school. We learned, you know, if you were in pain, these are the exercises you need to run through. And we learned how to study for the boards and, and pass the boards was the main important thing. Um, knowing the proper loading progressions is important, but then, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll say back to like philosophy wise, I like to explain as well that, you know, I do a lot of hands-on manual therapy, um, whether that's needling, cupping, scraping, um, anything along those, just manipulation, spinal manipulation, all, I I can do all of those things. However, those are mainly used to get short-term gains that are going to allow you either improve range of motion, um, and decreased pain. Uh, within, you know, 20, 30, 45 minutes after, you know, the manual therapy is applied. Now, those reductions in pain aren't going to stick unless you go out there and you strengthen in your new range of motion or you strengthen in your new pain-free, you know, range of motion. So using that freedom of movement that is um, acquired by using the manual therapy uh, is, is kind of a good way to load into different, like I said, different ranges of mo- motion and different movement patterns. Okay, cool. Are there uh, like any exercises, and I mean, I feel like the load, you know, is what makes an exercise potentially dangerous or, you know, the range of motion, your, your technique, stuff like that. But is there any exercise that you just feel like, 
we're better off maybe not doing it. Like the risk reward is possibly not there. And I'm not saying like necessarily for like athletes, more for just like your average individual. Like coming in who works out nine, nine to five job, gotta be home, play with the kids, that type of thing. Honestly, like like you mentioned it there, it's all kind of risk reward. So, you know, are there bad exercises? I don't, I really don't think so. If there is an exercise that somebody wants in, wants to come into the clinic and do, you know, I'm going to try to teach them to do that. Now, you can have somebody who comes into the gym here and they just want to be general, you know, generally a healthier person. Now, if that's the case, you know, what are their goals entail? Is it being healthier and move a little bit better than our programming needs to kind of follow that that pattern it doesn't need to include snatches and cleans and jerks and things that are not necessarily in line with their goals now if somebody comes in and they're a crossfit athlete and i'm seeing them they're going to want to be able to snatch and they're going to want to be able to clean so i need to be able to work them back into those range of motions and those movements because if i tell them to avoid those movements they're not going to come see me they're they're going to say i you know you try telling a crossfit person not to go back to crossfit is a very, right. very unlikely. Right. So, so basically being able to meet them where they're at and kind of following their, their goals and what they want to get out of the training is, is kind of where I'm setting up the, the exercises. And what, no matter what that is, I really don't think there's any exercises I'm going to try to avoid with people unless there's something significant within their medical history or pain-wise that is going to prevent me from getting them into a certain position until we can kind of get the pain under control. Right, so you're really helping bridge that like PT to like strength coach gap. I try, I try, and that's that's one of the philosophies I'm looking at. Is again, you know, if people are coming in and they're trying to get that yellow theraband, you know, 30 times external rotation, I've, I've had people come in and be like, "Well, can I do that? I'm I'm not the right provider yeah, for you." So, yeah, and that's okay. I'm not going to be the right fit for everybody. Not everybody's going to want to come in and, and go along the same way. And if you come in and and, and we're not a proper match, that's where I'll refer you out to somebody who I trust who, but might not have as much of a fitness forward approach to their, okay. to their PT. So, so kind of speaking of other like practitioners and stuff, do you have any like role models in like the PT uh, space? Like anyone you follow on Instagram, you really like their stuff? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that I follow. So, um, you know, Kelly Starrett, he's one of the kind of OGs within the PT realm and CrossFit, kind of combining the two. He's opened up a lot of gyms and he actually does a lot of, um, continuing education um, as far as mobility, like mobility exercises. Mm-hmm. He has a book called The Supple Leopard, a couple other books that are pretty benefit, you know, pretty important to kind of my education. Um, another one is Squat University. You know, I, I know he gets a lot of slack online, but a lot of his stuff that he puts up is very educational for the public. So, you know, right, right. you know, it, it's not maybe in as much detail as some PTs would like to see, but if you're trying to speak to the general population, it's a it's a very good breakdown of how to understand how your body should be moving. Um, follow him, and then there's a company called the Institute. Let's see who who we got calling in. Got a caller. Caller coming in. <laughs> Questions coming in. But there's a company called the Institute of Clinical Excellence, and they are um, very fitness forward. They have a good model as far as continuing education. They you know, I've, I've taken their cor- their online course. I mean, their in-person courses. It's um, the fitness the fitness athlete, um, and that's basically teaching a physical therapist how to go back and break down all the Olympic lifts. You know, pull ups, kipping pull ups, different things that you really would not learn in a typical PT curriculum. Yeah, very cool. I remember when um, Kelly had like just opened up uh, San Francisco CrossFit, and he was doing mobility wad videos on YouTube mm-hmm. for free. 
or I think he had a website and it was free. Obviously so, now he's like shifted. It's like the ready state now. It's like a paid thing, but those videos are still out there and it's like a wealth of just knowledge and information. And those are really cool to go back and look at too, because that was before, you know, camera phones were the way they were. Right. And, and, you know, from following him, I saw he put up, I want to say he put up one video a day for the first year, 365 yep. videos, and he said he did zero outtakes. So it was one of those things where he's like, if this comes off bad, it doesn't look good. I'm, I'm shooting one take. I'm trying to get a message across. I will put it up. And, you know, those were really some of the first things that, you know, were out there for that. Like, you know, instead of going straight to a physical therapist for a hip impingement or an injury, you could kind of go on there and search and say like, hey, let me try these four or five different things first. If they get me better, then I know I'm on the right path and stick with it. And then if not, then you can go see a physical therapist. So, right. you know, it, it was really about self-care and, you know, teaching basically the population that they can manage a lot of these injuries on their own. When it becomes an issue, that's when you go and see somebody. Yeah. Awesome. So what, so like this will be kind of personal to you. Like what is, what is your favorite exercise and then what is your least favorite exercise? Okay. So favorite, I'm, I'll go back to the Olympic lifts. I, I love to clean and I did okay. not, I don't think I cleaned um, a barbell until, you know, a couple of years out of PT school. So it wasn't something I was proficient at. It wasn't nothing that I learned through, you know, high school sports or through college working out. Um, but there's just so much technique and there's a technical aspect of it that I just like really trying to refine my skill and my technique with that. And, and seeing the progress from week to week, month to month. Now we, we power cleaning, hang clean, squat clean. What I like the squat clean from the technique perspective, but okay. um, you know, as far as just a carryover to general sport, and, and one of the things I like to do is I, you know, everything I like to do is try to gear towards my personal training to s stay athletic. You know, I'm 35, getting a little bit older, so with that, I don't want to start shifting my exercises to a point where when I go out and want to play. You know softball or golf or something like that i'm going to come back and be injured because i haven't moved like that in a while so right. finding a way to be more athletic so with, with that i do program probably more power cleans into my my own um workouts but you know as far as squat cleans like i said i like the technical aspect of those do you think you can squat clean or power clean more oh I would say I could probably power clean more, unfortunately. <laughs> and I as say, most people, as most people. <laughs> and I would say that's probably, I, so I tore my ACL in uh, high school and then I retoured in college and I have not got it fixed. And um, trusting myself to catch at the bottom of the clean, the, the squat clean is uh, something that I work towards, but again, not, not super confident there. So I know I'll reduce the weight a little bit just to make sure it's a safe movement for me. But uh, right. Right. yeah. All right, so what's the least favorite? Is running considered an exercise? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> there you go. There okay. you go. I, okay. I know I need to do it. I, pro I program it into my um, into my work uh, my weekly workouts. I usually do one day of running a week and then some sort of sprint work. But okay, um, how far are you going? Running wise, uh, depends on the week. I'm, nothing longer than two or three miles. That's that's probably max I'll do. And then for the the um, the sprints, you know, that, that, that just kind of varies based off of how, how okay. I'm feeling at 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, you had a solid 800-meter uh, pace uh, a time the other day. I impressed myself. That was a... Uh, I mean, were, you were under 3? 258, I think it was. 258. Yeah. I mean, that's under six-minute mile if you held it for another half. Now, you know? if, now, if anybody saw me for the next 10 <laughs> minutes after that, it would have been a different story with me laying there trying to catch my breath. But I was, I was... I mean, I knew it was going to be challenging, but I... 
kind of took it for granted. Like when I started <laughs> out, like I started out like super hot and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to hold this pace. So I actually have a buddy who we, we follow like our yearly goals together and we do a lot of stuff as far as following progress within the profession. And he recommended a, a book. So we just got done finishing. It was called uh, Killing Comfort by Jared Moon. And one of the one of the things in there is the uh, Jared Moon. He did a Murph every week for a year, at oh, one wow. point. And okay. and his his point was to find that area within your training where you feel like you want to give up and see if the next time you go out you can kind of push past that point of the training safely, of course. But so that was that. I, I just finished reading that book right before I ran the eight hundred. So uh, yeah. got got a little extra motivation okay. to kind of push further than I probably would have without reading that. Oh, geez. And for those of you that may not know, Murph is um, it's a hero workout within CrossFit. It's named after Michael Murphy, and it is a one-mile run. It's 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 bodyweight squats, another mile run, and this is all done with a weighted vest if you do it as prescribed. But obviously most people do this bodyweight. Now, he did it with a vest, correct? Yep. Every single day? Every week. Once a week for a year. Oh, once a week for a year. Okay. Yeah, Which every, is, every that's, Saturday. That's, that's wild. Um, so how long have you been in Jacksonville again? Ooh, general Jacksonville area. Yeah. Um, so I've, I started physical therapy school in 2012. So I've been okay. in between St. Augustine. We were up in St. Mary's, Georgia for about a little bit less than a year, but like kind of between those two areas. Um, okay. Greater Jacksonville area since then. All right. So where's like your favorite place to eat in Jacksonville then? Mm. Can I go down to St. Augustine? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Taco shop. Taco shop? Yeah. Never been? I don't think so. Where's it at? They got two locations. They got one beachside. Um, it's around, I think it's like A Street. Okay. So if you're um, down by the beach, and then they got one on St. George Street in downtown St. Okay. Augustine. But uh, very uh, just like hipster place to go. Uh, looks like a hole in the wall. But they're, they're Kung Fu tacos and they're California burritos. I would, I would eat there every day if I okay. could. Okay. Sounds like my kind of place. You've been to Taco Lou? I have. All right, like it better than Taco Lou. I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just saying something because Taco so, Lou is pretty good it's too. It's a big endorsement there. I All know. right, I'm gonna check it out then. Very cool. All right, so if I were to give you a million dollars today, what would you do with it? That is, well, with finances on my mind, first thing always goes to the responsible side. You know, mm-hmm. student loans are still yep. being paid off 10, 11 years later. So. Get all the loans paid off, get house paid off, all, all that good stuff. But um, probably just take a pretty nice long vacation with, with my wife and my girls. Um, okay. we, we do not do much traveling. We are you know, very much homebodies. We uh, went on one vacation last year, but I would like to take some time and just travel with them and go, go see some pretty cool areas. Okay, very cool. And then when you got back, you could like, go play golf with me <laughs> since you've just been ducking me for them. You know? I, I have been... <laughs> For those of you uh, who are not in the at momentum and don't hear Kent talking to me on a daily basis, I've been asked to go play golf probably in that six months, um, probably a good three hundred times. But yeah. um, we, we have not been out yet. Uh, golf is a is a, is a hard sell. Five hours away from the house on a weekend is, uh, is is tough. I mean, we can do a nine, a quick nine in the evening. You know, we'll a quick three hours. Quick. A quick three hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two and a half. Let's, two and a half. Come on. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, so last question. Dinner with any three people in the world, past or present, who would it be? All right, luckily you gave me a little prep on this about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. So, I did, I did. Um, first one, I'll go a little sentimental. My mother passed away about 10 years ago, so I would love to have dinner with her again. 
Okay. Um, on top of that, if we're doing it at the same time, it might be a weird combo. But second one, um, for those of you who uh, don't know me, I'm a big LeBron James fan just because I grew up about 20 minutes from Akron. So add him in, especially the day after he broke the scoring record. So it would be good, good timing for that. Congrats, LeBron. Yeah. Shout yeah. out, LeBron. Third one, other than LeBron, everybody knows I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, really big Cowboys fan. So I had to really think through who I'd want to eat with um, past, present from the Cowboys. And I, I decided on Mr. 88, Michael Irving. Michael Irvin, okay. That, he brings that energy. Could you imagine uh, all the motivation you get out of a, a sit-down dinner with him? I thought you were going to go Dion. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought, thought you were it. going Dion. That would be a good combo together. Although I s- still feel like well, he's, also, he's, a, he's a Falcon, truly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I can still claim him. That, that actually might have been part of it when I was thinking about those two. Is, you know? Yeah. Because Michael Irvin is a true, like, Cowboys cowboy. through and through. Always, always, yeah, absolutely, through and through. All right, that's a solid three. Um, so people know where to find you, Instagram. Obviously, here at Momentum, um, best way to kind of contact you, like email. Um, honestly, I'll leave the phone number here, 904-534-0805. If you shoot me a text, that's probably the quickest way that I'll get back to you. Um, if you're in the clinic here, we have a little um, little form out, outside of my office where you can scan, you know, scan it, and it will take you to kind of the scheduling page. But Usually people like to talk a little bit before uh, scheduling and just kind of figuring out some of the background uh, details and information. So, um, again, shoot me a text. I'll try to get back to you, or you can just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Excellent. So if you guys are looking to get out of pain, have anything kind of bumps and bruises that you're working on, or even just like technique stuff, like come see Mick. He'll get you sorted out. Uh, Thanks for being with us today. All right. Appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Claudium, hope you're listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Give a shout out, and we will see you guys in the next one.